Yo, what's up, everybody? I'm Bob Walters. This is the Locked Up Sports Weekend Wrap-Up. We got a big one for you here today. The Jets bring in a quarterback. Is he the answer? Is he the answer to replace Zach Wilson? The Jets coach, Robert Sala, continues to go down with the ship as he continues to support his inept quarterback. Coach Prime suffers a big loss, a blowout loss over the weekend, and baseball postseason right around the corner. We also speak with Mark Mancini and Correction Officer Carlos Sanchez. All that and more coming up next on the Locked Up Sports Weekend Wrap-Up. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show inside the Brian Gunzel Studios. I'm Bob Walters. Thank you for tuning in, as always. And like I said, we got a big one for you here today. The Jets. Let's start with the Jets. Okay. It, we all saw it. It was a disaster. We're going to talk about it. I got, a, I got a big Jets fan correction officer, my buddy, coming on in just a little while. He's going to talk about it. And listen, he's, he's going to say exactly what, what all Jets fans feel. And, and everybody that has seen the game or seen this Zach Wilson play feels and says, except for Robert Sala. And I don't know why he's going down with the ship. I don't know what why, what game he watched where he could get up on Monday in front of the podium, in front of the press, in front of New York, and sit there and say something like this. You know, one thing I'm going to give him credit for is that he had a turnover-free game yesterday. Um, he had he had no turnover-worthy throws from my, uh, from my recollection. Um and because of that, we were in position and had the ball at midfield with 140 to go and two timeouts to go win the game because we played a clean game of football on the uh, offensive side of the ball and uh, were able to, to to win the field position battle in the second half. Uh, so you can never be too boring, in my opinion, uh, when you have the ball in your hands. It doesn't get any more boring than the Jets were. First of all, the he's lying to you because, yeah, he didn't turn the ball over, but he doesn't trust him. Because the the game plan, we all saw the game plan. It was dinks and dunks, three-yard passes. They run Garrett Wilson uh, across the field every once in a while to satisfy him and get him the ball. But it would all be underneath. He can't pull the trigger. Okay? And, yeah, you're right. He turned the, he didn't turn the ball over. And your defense got you the ball back at the 40-yard line with a minute and a half left, two timeouts. A dream situation. The momentum all in your favor. And what did he do? I mean, he did this. Look at these plays. I mean, look at these plays from this kid. This is somebody who does not know how to play the position. He's in the pocket. There's, there's people open. He throws that one. Not even close. Outside the sideline. Second down then. Here comes second down. Okay, we just got to get a couple yards, make it a manageable third down. What does he do? Not even close. Those are five yards over the wide receiver, out of bounds. So now you get the third down. So now you're starting to get worried if you're a Jets fan. What are we going to do here? This kid, you know, is he, can he get us here? And look what he does. He goes and he throws a check down, a one-yard pass. Even if he caught it, it's not going to do anything. And now fourth down with the game on the line, he does this. And he checks it down, a three-yard check down to the tight end with the game on the line. And again, it was over. The best pass he threw all day was the Hail Mary at the, at the end of the game. He is incompetent. He doesn't know what he's doing back there. He can't make decisions. He's got zero pocket presence. He can't feel the rush. He checks everything down to the safest possible play. And he still screws that up most of the time. Half the time, he can't pull the trigger. Listen, someone's got to tell this kid, and it's the NFL. In the NFL, you don't get people running free two, three steps open. Okay? It's a very tight window in the NFL. 
You get a half a step on the guy that's covering you, that is open. And I can sit here and I can show you the all 22 of a ton of plays where there were receivers a full step, sometimes even more, open, and he just couldn't pull the trigger. And you can see he wants to throw it, but he doesn't know, should I throw it? He is, incom- he is incompetent at the position. Jets have a good team. Jets have a good defense. Jets have a good running game, although uh, Dalvin Cook is finished. Uh, I, I don't need to see Dalvin Cook anymore because you know he, he, he's mailed it in now. It, it seems to me like he came to play with Rodgers. Rodgers went down. He said, oh, not, you know, now he's not interested because he's certainly not the fourth-time pro, uh, pro bowler that we've seen the last four years or even last year when he was already on the decline. So the Jets can, you know, but but nobody's even talking about that because the quarterback and Zach Wilson is so bad. And and you couldn't believe that the coach said that. And then and then he comes back and he says this, and he backs it up, he doubles down on it the next day, and he says this. Physical issues continue to struggle, and the all-22 film continues to show a quarterback who's really struggling. Is his leash shorter now than it was when he took over for Aaron Rodgers, or is he your unquestioned quarterback the rest of this year? He's our unquestioned quarterback, guys. Like, as long as he continues to to show the way he's his preparation, uh, the way he's been practicing, and even in these games, guys, like he's not the reason why we lost last uh, yesterday. It's always a team effort, and um, as long as he continues to show improvement, and I know it's not from a box score standpoint, it's not showing anything. It's not showing. Um, he's going to be our quarterback. What? What? He's your quarterback? This guy's going to lose his job. He's going to follow Zach Wilson right into the right into the ground, and he's going to lose his job, and he's going to lose his chance at a year or two years possibly with Aaron Rodgers, one of the great quarterbacks of all time, because for some reason he is up there lying to everybody because he, he can't believe that, right? He can't believe that, that it's getting better, but you can't see it. It's better. I know nobody sees it, but it's better. Trust me. He can't believe that. And if he does believe that, he shouldn't be here. He shouldn't be a head coach of a of a peewee football team because he clearly just doesn't know what he's talking about. And it's just it's. I'm not even a Jets fan, and it's 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 pulling your hair out. Listen to this and watching that game. You imagine if you went to that game, an hour in the park, uh, waiting in traffic to get into the parking lot sitting in the rain, drinking beers in the parking lot hours before the kickoff, you go in there and you get that for, for a couple hundred dollars. And then as your prize for watching that, you get to sit in the, the MetLife parking lot for two hours and then on 95 heading back to New York for another hour and a half. I mean, God bless them. What a disaster. You got some nerve to sit up there at that podium and say, He's getting better. He's our quarterback. He's your quarterback? Good luck. Now, the day after he said that today, they brought in, they, they have brought in Tre- Trevor Simeon, who, I'm, I mean, listen, Trevor Simeon's not, <laughs> Trevor Simeon's not getting you anywhere. He, anyway, but, but he might not embarrass himself. Maybe, maybe they look at Dalvin Cook now, and we could still look at Dalvin Cook and be like, what the hell are you doing? Because you're mailing it in too. But the fact that Zach Wilson is so bad and the coach is sitting there going, it's getting better. We all saw it. I know you don't see it. It, it, It's, you know, it's a mirage, but it's getting better. When when are we going to see it, coach? When are we going to see it? Because from here, it looks like garbage. It looks like someone who doesn't know what he's doing. Looks like someone who can't get a first down.
It looks like someone playing a, new, a mediocre to bad New England team that has three cornerbacks out, and he can't get a first down. It looks like somebody who got the ball on the 40-yard line, perfect position, two timeouts, plenty of time, and went four plays and not even close on a single one of them. Not even close. And that's I'm not even a Jets fan, and I'm pissed off. I can't even imagine what the Jets fans are thinking. And we're going to talk to one in a little while. Good buddy of mine. But first, let's start with Mark Mancini. Right, He's back. Where'd he go? Where'd he go? He's been gone for like three weeks. We're going to find out where he went. And we're going to talk some baseball with him because, you know what, the baseball's getting real good. This this week through October is is when base, is baseball's time to shine because it is, it is as good as anything. Every pitch matters. The slowness of the game becomes a plus for it because it builds momentum. In October, everything is better. It's bigger. Every pitch matters. Every at-bat matters. It's, it's just it's great drama. And if you're a baseball fan, you love this, and it sucks for the Mets fans, and it sucks for the Yankee fans because we're not in it this year, and we were supposed to be there, but it is what it is. We've come to terms with that month, a month or so ago. I, you know, we, we've, we've made our peace with that, and now we can just enjoy some good baseball. So let's welcome in Mark Mancini. Here's my interview with Mark Mancini. Enjoy the interview. All right, so now we'd like to welcome in our old friend, Mark Mancini. Mark, it's been a few weeks. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I actually found myself missing you a little bit. Yeah, hey, you know what, man? Look at my Pirates, baby. I know we started out with the Pittsburgh thing, and (laughs) I'm feeling pretty giddy, baby. I mean... When I look at the standings, I have a better record than you guys yep. and the Angels, two high-priced teams there. So, I mean, we're, we're not going to get to 500 in Pittsburgh, but I think it's a successful season. We're in the right direction, and who knows, if we had O'Neill Cruz and company, we'd probably be something. But, hey, how about the Steelers, baby? Hey, the, you know what? Gritty wins. The Steelers played the, – the Steelers got a win – on Sunday night, for anyone that didn't see, it was kind. Of, it was a, it was a sloppy game. There was a lot of penalties and stuff. But this week, this week is now where I get, like, I'll get geared back into baseball because now it's now it's now it gets good. And if and if you look at the, you know, I know you you're a Dodger trasher, and we'll get to that in a second. But the the the, the it's now it's now you got a ton of races going on. It's it's really tight right now. This is what it would look like if the playoffs started today. Now, there's big games all over the place. You got the Mets playing big games against the Marlins this weekend. You got um, Texas and Seattle is going to be wild because Texas and Seattle is the Rangers swept Seattle over the weekend, over this past weekend. They're right there neck and neck with each other. Seattle is behind them. They play each other four times in a four-game series to end the season. And it's gonna be it's gonna be a great series. That's gonna be like a winner go home type of situation over the weekend. I love baseball when it, when it's like this. When every pitch matters, it's so good. Yeah, well, let me tell you something. The Rangers have hit ten home runs in two games. They hit six on Sunday. They hit four yesterday. They're starting to get their stroke back. Bruce Bochy's the kingpin there, and that'll be the see how far they go. Bruce Bochy knows how to prepare teams for playoff runs. We've seen that everywhere he's been. Now, on the other side of it, you might say Houston and Minnesota, you know, would play uh, Texas, but Minnesota hasn't won a playoff in I don't know how many years. Yeah, but the Yankees aren't so, in it this I mean, year. They always lose to the yeah, Yankees. Well, yeah, well, and, and, and looking on the other side of the coin, 
The Dodgers sitting there with a Gladys Knight in the pips pitching rotation. Only Kershaw there. No Gonsolin, no May, no Bueller. Uh, you know, uh, when you look at this thing, Urias is not around. Uh, good luck. And, you know, the excuses will come out here in a couple of weeks why we lost. We were injured. We were this. You're just a regular season champ. No way are you going to beat Milwaukee or Chicago in that first round. Oh, there, there, there it is. There, there, there's, there's, there's the Mark, Mark Mancini, Dodger, Hay- Dodger Hayden, Pittsburgh man yeah. that, I, that I missed. Now it was it, now. I think the now I'm root. I love rooting for the under my team. I'm gonna adopt the the Orioles this year, and I'm one. You know, I'm a Mets fan, so I have to adopt the team. So going in the Orioles, and I'd love to see the the I'd love to see the the Reds kind of get a surge here in the last weekend and make and make a push and get into this thing. But they seem to be fading a little bit. But the Marlins, the Marlins are playing the Mets. I, listen, I, I I want to root for the Marlins. You know, I want the, I want to see the Marlins get in it. They're just behind them. But I think the Orioles have a good shot to run to make a run and and get into to the Fall Classic from the American League. Well, a lot of people are getting on that Oriole wagon. They've had a great year, but you need experience, and that ball feels a lot heavier come postseason. They haven't been there in quite a few years, so. Uh, you know, the Blue Jays, Tampa got a little experience there where they can uh, kind of swing it to their, uh, you know, side a little. But in the uh, National League, man, let me tell you, the Phillies, the Cubs, the Brewers, if the Padres or the Giants can figure out to get in there, uh, watch out. These teams have been playing playoff baseball for about four weeks now. And the Dodgers and the Braves have taken their foot off the gas because they've won the division pretty much by double digits. So, Keep your eye. You can't just turn it on. Remember 2019? Nobody saw the Washington Nationals coming. Yeah, and nobody so saw the Phillies coming last year. Everybody, everybody, you know, now that we know, and I'll take a quote from Bill North, now that we know who's going to get there, the National League Championship, we might as well just let everybody know that it'll be the Braves and the Dodgers. All we have to do is play the game. Yeah, and listen, that's what now, they said last year. Now we're going to find out. That's what they said last year, and 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 you don't have to tell me that. I live in New York with half of the fan base is Yankee fans, and they're in in April. They're they're requesting off for November third for the parade. Yeah. So well, I mean, you know, you I've think, been living with think, that my whole think, life. Exactly. You think the you think the Phillies are afraid of the Braves? They proved it last year. They could beat them. Exactly, and there's something to say about playing. Like like you said, you play, you're playing playoff games now. The last three weeks, some of these teams, the Cubs, yeah, the, the Phillies have had a little cushion. The Phillies have had a little cushion. They 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 they've kind of been the higher up. But how about let's give a lot of credit to the Tampa Bay Rays. Now I know they do this every year. They're in it every year. They have a fan base that could care less about them. That nobody shows up to the ballpark. They won't even sell out the 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 playoff games. Their shortstop, their star best player, is going to end up in prison and they'll never play again. And they still found a way and they're going to still find a way to make it into the into the playoffs into the tournament and they still have an outside shot at the AL East title. Well, yeah, you're you're right and here's the other thing. When you get some of these teams coming in, you're looking at Baltimore, somebody might be looking at somebody else. Everybody's looking at the Dodgers and Braves, but let me tell you, these teams are playing on house money when they come in, in your backyard. They're supposed to be going home. And they rule one game, and that first game, it changes everything in your backyard. All of a sudden, you go, well, wait a minute. We had a 17-game lead. We won the division. No, you're going to be going home in the next couple if you don't put them away. Yeah, all it does is to lose a three-game series. And they play them all. You're playing them all. And listen, the Mets lost it last year at their own ballpark. In three, you know, they lost the, the, the three-game series, and that was it. It was over. 101 wins, 
right down the toilet. Yeah. And it was over like that. And what happened? Yeah, no, no doubt about it. But that's what makes October baseball great. Every pitch, baseball is 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 made for that because it's when every pitch matters and it's so intense and the intensity and that's when the 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 game being slow builds the the intensity of the moment. And I love it. I love October baseball. Well, and when October comes around, it's almost Pittsburgh Penguin hockey, baby. You, you, I gotta get you. I gotta get you a jersey to wear, man. Man, yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, hey, listen. I'm, with the way the Jets, with the way the Jets and Giants are going, I said, I said, I, I on my show last week, I said, thank God, Rangers camp opened. I mean, I, I, I can't believe we're, we're, we're through. We're not even at. We're not even in October, and I'm, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm looking you. for the Knicks and the Rangers already. The Jets haven't beat the Patriots in fifteen. Times the Jets. That's I mean, gonna I, be what, like seven years? It's seven and a half <laughs> years. It's seven years, and you, they, they're not. Go- and their and their coach continues to sit up at that podium. Listen, we we aren't <laughs> coaches. We're not professional players, but we know what we're watching. We know we're watching a guy, an incompetent quarterback who can't play the position. You have a good team. You have a good defense. You have good receivers. You have a solid running back. You have everything except the most important sport uh, position in sports happens to be the quarterback, and they just have an incompetent guy there. And for some reason, he's sitting up there on the podium going, well, he's improving. He's getting better. His pocket presence. He has zero pocket presence. He's a disaster. And He's going to end up going down with the ship, and he's not going to get his chance, and he's not going to get his year with Rodgers if he loses 13 games this year because he's going to lose his job. Oh, yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. That That's a whole thing. But the Eagles, man, they're clicking. But you know what? I took a bath. I mean, I really took a bath this weekend. Maybe that's why XM says I'm the world's worst handicapper. I had Colorado maybe to pull something. I had Denver. We all had Colorado. We were we were, had, we were, we were the hearts had, of Colorado. Had, we all had Colorado. Yep. I I had I had Atlanta over Detroit. I thought Washington could pull one on Buffalo. I took a bath, man. Yeah, Washington. Washington came back down to earth. Washington came back down to earth. And how about and how about Arizona beating the Cowboys? How good was that? Yeah, nobody saw that coming. 12-and-a-half-point underdog, and they went in there and they, they, they beat the Cowboys. Let me tell you something. Dire straits. Uh, something's got to give. Uh, we got uh, Minnesota playing Carolina, 0-3 teams. Denver's playing Chicago, a couple 0-3 teams. Uh, two of these four teams, their season's going to be over this weekend. Yeah, 0-3, your season's basically over already. 0-3, I read the, the statistic. It's like 2% you make the playoffs, 0-3. And, and – and now, and that that uh, could there have been worse coaching in, than the Minnesota wow. San Diego game? The guy get the I, I said if he if Kirk Cousins stuck the ball in the end zone there at the end of the game after you your coach decided to go for it on fourth and one from his own eighteen yard line, I would have walked down there as the owner and fired the coach on the sideline before the game even ended. Because yeah. what are you what are you doing? And then and then they do that, they miss it. The the Vikings get a chance. And they complete a pass, get a first and goal at the three yard line with twenty seconds left. And they can't get up to the line to make it to. They run one play and he throws a pick. Yeah, the coaching now, I know in this you're league is be, terrible. I know, I, I know you're pulling for Washington over Philadelphia Sunday. Yeah, but that's not going to happen. Listen, Washington came back down to earth, right? They put, they finally played a team, <laughs> and they they finally played a team, and they lost. The, they got blown out at home. What was it like twenty seven to three? Right, 37, 37 37 to three. three. And then you got Miami hanging seventy on Denver. Yeah, but Miami's like UCLA football. They always start off four and zero, five and one, six and two. Once Thanksgiving comes around, where are the Dolphins? Yeah, every yeah, well, year, and, and 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 look at their stat. 
they're like one in 30 when the temperature below uh, 30 degrees. Listen, if they couldn't win with Marino, they're not going to win with Tua. <laughs> right? Am I right? I mean, come on. I don't care how many points you put up in, in, in September. Because hey, you're, you got to be – you and Daniela are on center stage Monday night, Seattle and the Giants Monday night football. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I talked to Daniela. I love – she was great. I love Daniela. She's sending yeah. some, some books to my wife and everything. It's great. Um, she, now, yeah, she's a great lady. Yeah, she was great. I loved it. I loved it. Now, um, Pittsburgh, the Steelers, are they are they, are they for real? Or are they, are they just uh, – I mean, is, is this quarterback cool. for real? Is, I know your coach is for real. Is Pittsburgh a good team? Well, the offense is trying to catch up with the defense. That defense is something else. We've won the close games. So I mean, nobody practices that close type of atmosphere uh, like the Steelers do. They've done that in the practices. They've done that in the preseason. And they know how to win them. You've seen two quick close games, Cleveland and uh, Las Vegas. And now they go to Houston. So uh, this ought to be interesting. Yeah, listen, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting. And the, the thing with the Steelers, though, is they play, they play 16, 17 home games because the way those fans travel, you guys go roll over the ball. You guys are all over the country. Yeah, I know. Yeah, anytime you, you can fill the opposing uh, uh, parks 40% capacity in your favor, when you tell them to lower it down, they'll lower it down for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're right. The Eagles, the Eagles look good. The Eagles look good, and the Eagles, the Eagles are the class of the NFC. And now the Cowboys had the big injury on the defense with uh, with what's his face Diggs going down. I, I, I can't see that anybody winning the, the NFC East besides the the Eagles. And listen, now, now it gets good, Mark. Don't, don't you go disappearing on me again. Now, you know, now no, no, good. no, no. I'm here. All I'm right, here. good. You know good. That. We've been, we've been traveling, doing a lot. Yeah, of stuff. yeah. No, I've been doing. I've been all over the You've place too, busy. right? Yeah, you've been, yeah. you've been all over the place, man. Uh, God, these shows went by quick. How much time we got? A couple minutes? We got, yeah, like two minutes. We got like okay. two minutes, and then you got to go doing more, more radio, right? You're all over the place. Oh, you can find. My listen, God. if you need to find, if you need to find me or you, we're easy to find. Yeah, we're all yeah. over the place. No, I'm, I am so blessed. <laughs> I am so blessed to be a part of this New York thing with you, and I can't wait. Not only for the basketball when the Bucks and the Knicks get on. But when the Penguins and the Rangers brought getting done, baby. Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, we gotta go. I wait. Oh, you're out in California. I forgot. When you come to when you come to Pittsburgh for your for your fam for for Christmas or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so maybe gotta, we'll, yeah, the trip to New York is only like four hours. Yeah, no, no, it's like seven hours from Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's like four hours to get across Pennsylvania. When you you get to Philadelphia and you're like, oh, I'm in Pennsylvania, but then you it's like going to Florida. You get to Jacksonville. And you're like, yep, oh, we made yep, it. Yep, we got yep, another yep, nine yep. hours down to Miami. Well, I can move. I can book it at 80 miles an hour on that turnpike. Well, let's keep it safe here, Mark. We don't want to get you killed on the way over here. No, 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 no. <laughs> now, no. listen, the Steelers, the baseball, baseball, is this is it. Now, now, tell me something Tell me something bad about the Dodgers before I let you go. Tell me well, why I, the Dodgers are going to lose. I, I, told, I, I, I keep telling you, and you, somewhere along the line, you're going to believe me, they don't have enough to contend, and one of these teams is going to bite them in the ass. I don't know if it's the Phillies. I don't know if it's the Cubs. I don't know if it's the Brewers. But I will leave you with this thought. You're going to face ones, twos, and threes in the playoffs. And let me tell you, the Brewers can throw three pretty much great guys at you. And, uh, Woodruff, Burns, and Peralta. Good luck with that. <laughs> Texas and Seattle is the series to watch this weekend. It's going to be great baseball. Baseball is just getting started with October baseball. His name is Mark Mancini. Mark, I will talk to you next week. 
I love you, man. Same time, a little more time, brother. Have a blessed one, and thanks for bringing me in. Later, brother. Well, how about that? Mark Mancini, welcome back. I'm glad to see he's okay. I was getting worried. It's been a while since I've seen him. Um, like I said, keep an eye on that Seattle-Texas series this weekend. It's going to be – I mean, Seattle has lost now four in a row. They have had wild winning streaks of like 13, 14 games. The, the, and then now they've just hit the, they've hit the wall. They're now losers of four in a row, but they get a chance at redemption because they are home a four-game series against Texas, and it's going to decide one of the wild card spots. And it's going to be a great series. And I'm going to be, that's what I'm going to be keyed on. But I'm also going to be keyed on to the Mets and the Marlins this weekend, starting tonight. Not this weekend, I'm sorry. Starting tonight, Mets, they've been playing well against the Marlins. It looks like, uh, you know, we'll see. Can they be spoilers? The game's out at City Field. Uh, am I going to go to any of the games? No, probably not. I don't, I don't really care that much at this point. I have to go sit out there in the 60-degree weather. It's been raining here for the last uh, two months, it feels like. So... As far as the, the – that's the baseball situation. The Yankees are two games over 500. Listen, I told you what's going to happen with the Yankees. They're going to finish 81 and 81. And nobody's going to – you know, they're not going to – they're going to keep their streak alive just because they, they're the Yankees. And they're going to keep Boone. They're going to keep Cashman. And it's going to be status quo going into next season. You're going to have uproar for three weeks from the fan base about why are we doing this, why are we keeping it. They'll sign some free agent, and then they'll be back, and they'll be the Yankee fans will be back, uh, you know, asking off in April for the November 3rd parade that's coming. That's just how it goes here. That's just, you know, you could see that coming a mile away. What are the Mets going to do? I don't know what the Mets are going to do. I don't know what they're going to do with Buck. I don't know what they're going to do as far as pitching goes. Uh, Kodai Senga has been brilliant here in the second half. He deserves the the NL uh, Rookie of the Year or at least a very, very close second. He deserves some Cy Young votes, which I believe he will get. He would, he deserves to be the opening day starter next year for this team, and you know hopefully the Mets can add a pitcher or two because otherwise it's not going to be pretty. We're going to be watching a young team with no pitching, and you know they're going to lose a lot of games. So, but we'll see. We have all the money in the world to spend. With they could, Mets can go get whoever they want, right? They got the money. That's why we got Uncle Steve. That's why we wanted him. As far as Buck goes, I, I keep him. Don't keep him. Listen. I think you should just keep him. He's not He's not the reason that this team's losing. If he wants to stay and manage this team another year, give him another year, right? We, 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 we were screaming and yelling for Buck for 10 years. He won 101 games last year. He won manager of the year last year. Now this year, all of a sudden, he has a down year, and we, we're, we're ready to run him out of, out of town. So give him another year if he wants to. If he wants to leave, I could live with that as well. It, it is what it is. We're going to find that out. Alonzo looks like he signed. That's going to be taken care of. They, 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 they agreed on the money. They're just a couple years apart. That, that's going to get taken care of. I'm not worried about that. So now let's get to my buddy, my fellow correction officer. This, the name of the show is Locked Up Sports, right? We haven't had a correction officer on here besides myself since the inception almost two years ago. We're coming up on two years now. So we got one. I got a good buddy of mine. He's one of the best COs you'll know. He's one of the best correction officers in the business. And and just so you know, it's correction officer, okay? I know a lot of the media outlets will call us guards. It's not guards, all right? We're not guards. We're officers. So just remember that. Next time you hear that, correct somebody, please, because we got we to get that out there. I don't know why they call us guards. But anyway, his name is Carlos Sanchez. He is a correction officer. He is a diehard Jets fan. He knows what he's talking about. 
You know, he's not going to be in a great mood. I don't blame him. Here's my interview with C.S. Sanchez. Enjoy the interview. All right, so now we'd like to welcome in a special guest, someone I have worked with. We finally got a correction officer on the show with us. There he is. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Bobby, what's going on, what's brother? Up? What's up, man? So, so my boy here came out of the academy with me. We've been in, we've been in, as we say, we've been in the shit together for, for a bunch of years. You're now, uh, now he's chilling a little bit at a little easier facility, but he went through it with me. He went through it with me. So how's, how's work? How's everything going? Do introduce yourself to everybody. What's going on, guys? No, it's, I mean, it's going good. Excuse my, my uh, background here. I'm doing some work in my garage, but uh, yeah, no, we definitely went through the shit together, buddy. Uh, <laughs> definitely. You know. Tough days, good days, a lot of memories, but a lot of hours, still, a lot of hours. Still, and still now, kicking it. now the one thing that's not going good for you is the Jets. He's a he's a big Jets fan. The Jets now. Now tell me what what did you, how how devastating was it with with Rogers? Were you, did you watch the game? Were you, were you at work? Were you at home? Where were you when 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 the when the season fell apart four plays into the season? <laughs> so pretty much, I'm gonna start from the very beginning as far as Rogers. Back when he said, I believe in March it was, that he intends to play with the Jets. These mor- moronic Jet fans, like, I, I, I've i been an avid Jet fan for so long. I, I don't care. I watch every single game. I don't care if the score is 42 nothing, t- close game. I, I, I'm invested. And after he made that announcement, after it became official, they're talking about they're winning the Super Bowl. How? Well, they're a good you, team. Putting, they're a good team. They're a good team, but at the end of the day, why don't you guys reach for a winning season? Why don't you guys reach for making the playoffs? You turn on sports radio every single morning when I drive to work and every single night when I drive home. I'm hearing Super Bowl aspirations. The Jets are going to win the Super Bowl. We're going to go on to undefeated. And they put so much pressure on themselves and I had text message proof in my phone with my buddy Bobby. I said, Bobby, <laughs> this is gonna end catastrophic. Literally I had message like proof on on my phone right now. Well you know it's gonna be I, you know it as a Jets fan <clears throat> but as a Jets fan you expect the worst. Because I know I I mean listen, I know as a Mets fan, I expect the worst. I expected it to go bad th- this year. So you expect the worst. Now now he goes down and now all of a sudden you got because you have a good team. Now now the 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 defense is not as good as as it was as advertised because you don't get you never get any turnovers you don't get to the quarterback you don't sack sack the quarterback you got some good corners you got a good secondary but I mean they never really but with Rodgers they could have been a playoff team and then with Rodgers you could get there now you have so now you, he goes down you got Zach Wilson Zach Wilson is is I've been saying forever Zach Wilson can't get you to to the promised land. I, can you see Zach Wilson going, you know, in the in January on the road? He's got to go 80 yards in a minute and a half with one timeout to win a playoff game? Never. He can't, And it turns out he can't even get a first down. Zach Wilson's not an NFL quarterback. No, he's not. I hate it, to say you it. took him at the second I, pick. I, I, I hate to say it, and I hate uh, it's definitely not an opinion of mine that I just came up with, you know, after Sunday or. You know, when Rodgers went down, it was <laughs> – I, I almost left to myself. I, I did. You had to. You had but to. I, I was just like, hmm. And there it is. I didn't think it was going to happen that fast, but uh, 
I was just, I was beside myself. And it, and the truth is that it really didn't hit me until like three days later. And then, I mean, just as far as Zach Wilson, like, he, he's just, the problem with Zach Wilson is he's an arrogant kid. He's one of those kids that he never heard the word no. He never had to work for anything. I don't know the guy personally, but I could just see, see I could just see it. He's one of these guys, like, the coaches are going to tell him to do something a certain way, and he's going to say, okay, I got you, and then just turn around and do it the same exact way he's been doing it. Yeah, he's been riding he's his hot mom's. He's been riding his hot mom's coattails the whole way. I mean, he, exactly. He, I mean, he's smug. He's arrogant. He, he's not a leader, and he completely lost the locker room last year after the uh, Patriot game with his press conference. Yeah, and now the and, coach is, and the coach is going to lose it too by, by keep backing him like he like he is because because we we all we're all watching this. We all see what's going on. We all see that. He doesn't know what he's doing. He can't pull the trigger. He's got receivers running free. He can't throw. He doesn't throw it. I mean, everything is a check down. And then you got the coach up there saying, I believe in him. He's our guy. But meanwhile, you believe in him, but your, your game plan is for just three-yard dinks and dunks down the field and run the ball. Absolutely. And it's funny, when it comes to Salah, I hate to say it, he's not the guy. He He's not the guy. Even, even if... Even if Rodgers was healthy and played the entire season, Rob Sala is not the guy to bring the Jets to the promised land. Um, that opinion of mine came from last year. It was the Jets versus the Jaguars, the Thursday night game. It was a really rainy game, but it was the most important game of the season for the Jets. That's right. They gave up 19 points, it, right? And they lost. And exactly. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and, um, that's when Chris Strebler came in at the end of the game. And yeah, yeah, Strebler. <laughs> oh, my God. But I realized Rob Sala's not the guy when I'm watching the, the pregame and I see guys, I think it was CJ Uzama, he shows up to the stadium wearing a bunny suit. Uh, Williams warms up on the field in a Grinch outfit. And I thought I was the only one that felt this way, but thank God Bart Scott after the game said what I was thinking. Who do you guys think you are? Like, who, who, who do you guys think you are? This is the biggest game of the season for you guys, and you guys are showing up in, in, in costumes and all. What do you think Bill Belichick would have did if, if that type of caliber game, a game where, you know, you could really turn your season around, a chance to make the playoffs, and his his – players are showing up in bunny suits. What do you think Bill Belichick would have done? Oh, I listen, Bill Belichick wouldn't have any of this. You got you got your your rookie kids saying stuff on online on Twitter. Bill Belichick doesn't stand for any of that. And and what it is is Salah, listen, Salah might be a good defensive coordinator. He might be like, you know, he, there are there are guys who Buddy Ryan is a perfect example. Buddy Ryan is a great defensive coordinator. He was an all-time. He went. He went. Become a head coach. He was with like the Cardinals, I think, and he was terrible. Yeah. He he can't lead the whole team because and and Rex Ryan to an extent did the same thing. He kind of focused on his defense a little too much, and it might have cost him right. a couple trips to the Super Bowl. But with Salah to get up there and to get on the boat after we all watched that game this uh, this Sunday. Now it's fifteen straight losses. It's been seven years. It's like you're 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 heading. Right to eight years because you're probably not going to beat him mm. in 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 Foxborough, and 
you, you, you get up there and you say, he's improving, his pocket presence is improving. He has zero, zero pocket presence. I, he had a sack, a phantom sack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to see where the improvements are because even with, with, when they were saying in training camp, oh, he's learning so much from Rodgers and he's uh, be, being so much more confident and decision-making, and then you see the product in the field, it's the same exact play. He's running backwards. He's trying to do this schoolyard. Dude, yeah. you're not fast enough. You're not big enough. And you're not elusive enough to, to beat these guys out, to beat these DBs out. It's just not happening. And, and, and his decision-making is terrible. Dude, his decision-making is terrible. And, he, and he can't, also, he's gun-shy. He can't pull the trigger. Now, here, here was the perf- this is the perfect example. The, the, the Jets, the, the crowd is, is going crazy at MetLife just this past weekend. The uh, crowd mm. is going crazy. Jets are down five. They get the ball a minute and a half to go on the 40-yard line, which is tailor-made. Perfect. They, they, a dream. Two timeouts. And the four plays they run are just – it's a disaster. It's the I got a clip of it here, too. It's The four plays that they run are just – he's not even close on any of them. No. Let me hear it. Here it comes. Get, get, get. You know, he's, not, he's not even close. Here it is. So they're just – it's one after the other. And then on fourth and ten – he throws a, a, a four-yard check down to the tight end, and it's not even close. And, I mean, look at these passes. Out of bounds by five yards. Then he runs. He almost gets sacked on third down. He throws another three-yard pass. It's not even close. Like, look, that one, again, not, not even close. And then the third down and fourth down, he throws it three yards. When you need ten yards, the game's on the line. He's throwing it three yards. The guy finally makes the catch. Yeah, yeah checkdowns because that's all he can do because he doesn't see them in time. The NFL, you got to understand, you don't get wide open like you do at BYU. You you no. don't run, you don't have receivers running three and four steps past somebody. If they are like a fraction of a step ahead, that's open in the NFL. And I mean, look there there it is. And his QB, I mean, he's eighteen of the of, of thirty six. He throws for hundred fifty yards. It's a nightmare. It's a the whole thing is just a disaster. And he can't be a quarterback. And you can't have your coach go up there and say, well, he's improving. He's getting better. He's getting better. Like, we all know this. We, we, we're not idiots. We watch football. We know football. We might not be coaches. We know football. And we know that what we're watching is not NFL caliber. All you have to do is watch a uh, game of with the Jets. And then at 425 or whatever, just – Watch the Kansas City Chiefs. You see the speed difference. You see the the the, the Jets are like stuck in the mud. They, they're slow. Like they they they, they complete a pass. They want to go in the huddle and talk about it. Like guys, like, even with like like Tom Brady when, before he retired, he's not in the huddle. He's let's go, guys. Get to the line. You know, I, I, we're, we're 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 moving here. There's no reason to to. What are we talking about? No, let's go. Like, like, I just want to know what they practice or, or what they uh, like. Their game planning is it, just terrible because if you, if if I take clips of Rex Ryan when he out of nowhere became this humble Rex Ryan, you know what I'm talking about when, the, the year before he got fired. Yeah, yeah, because he knew he was because he knew he was going to get fired. He he just became like this weird, humble dude. It was very odd, right? So you got Rex and, and Sanchez on the decline. Then you had Todd Bowles and uh, Sam Donald or Geno Smith, whoever. If you, it's like each coach, Todd Bowles, 
I might even include Gase, but Tavo, yeah, yeah. uh, Salah, Rex Ryan. It's almost like they all read from a script at the end of the game. Well, you know, uh, we couldn't get the running game going. So if you know you're not getting the running game going, at which point do you say, hey, guys, I think we should uh, switch up the game plan here? Well, because you don't have a quarterback. None of them had a quarterback. Mike Westhoff on this very show sat here and told us that the reason they didn't go to the Super Bowl either of those two years was Mark Sanchez. And, and Mark Sanchez was good. Mark Sanchez could get you there. Could get you know he's serviceable, <clears throat> and and you'd kill now to have Donald back, right? Yeah, that, that, that that would be that would be amazing for you to get have Donald back. But yeah, they and you got Nathaniel Hackett, who is a terrible, terrible play caller, and he's just there because he came with Rogers. Rogers, you know, I'm bringing my guy, and you got Dalvin Cook in the backfield, who clearly just doesn't care anymore because he came here to play with Rogers. It seems like, and now he's just like, ah, well, Rogers not there. I'm just gonna get my paycheck. So you got half the team to quit now. The the defense is gonna really start. They're gonna. You saw, you saw Garrett Wilson starting to get a little heated on the sideline this weekend. You're gonna see now the defense is he's gonna lose the defense because the defense is gonna be like, why are we going out there breaking our necks trying to hold this team? They gave him one touchdown against New England. That last week, that they, they played good enough to win. Why are we going to do this if he can't even get a first down? Right, we're breaking our necks and we're three and out and we're back on the field. Right. Anybody that has played football in their lives, as far as like from high from the high school level up, football is a very emotional sport, especially on the on the defensive side of the ball. The New York Jets defense do not want to play the Zach Wolf. They they don't. And they, they, they made that clear. The guys over there, yeah, exactly. They, they 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 don't want they don't want to play fan. So when you're constantly on the field, constantly causing three and outs, constantly you know getting stops, and then you sit down on the bench for maybe two minutes, and then you get him right back up. It's 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 an emotional sport where that passion that hey you know what we're gonna go out there and do it for this guy. Oh, they're just not doing it, and you know it. It just and it kills. Like, it kills any momentum you have. Like you get a big. The Jets' defense got two big three and outs from New England huge, in that game in the fourth quarter. Huge. Set him up. Uh, put the ball on a tee. The ball on the forty yard line. Mm-hmm. A minute and a half. Two timeouts. And like you said, you look at the Chiefs. The Chiefs go. Uh, when you look at like the Chiefs Bills playoff game, it's like a basketball game. They're up and down the field, up and down the field. A minute and a half, there would be four possessions. It's a different speed. It's a different speed. But going back to what you were saying about Mark Sanchez, like the the Jets right now are in this very similar situation as two thousand nine, two thousand ten. And I could also compare that situation to Brock Purdy's situation with San Fran. You have yeah, yeah. A great perfect. De- you situation. have a great defense, great defense, a great running game, and you have weapons. Your only job as a quarterback, your only job as a as a quarterback for the New York Jets right now is just don't turn the ball over. Yeah, but he doesn't turn that's it over. The, He's so bad that he doesn't turn it over. And and there's still he can't even get a first oh, down. I mean, he he threw three picks in against the Cowboys. I mean, that, yeah. I mean, it was a lot of it was in garbage time, but still. And but it's just, I'm saying if the, pretty much the Jets need to bring a guy in, and I have the guy in mind, by the way. But the is Jets it Kirk need to bring Cousins? A guy is, in it, is it Kirk Cousins? No, it's not. No, we'll get to that. Okay, remind me about that. But the Jets need a guy where it's like, listen, buddy, have a seat. 
we don't need you to throw the ball 45 times a game. We need you to throw the ball maybe I would say complete between 17 and 22 passes. Throw for 220 yards, maybe a touchdown. If you're feeling good that day, maybe two. Just don't turn the ball over and make good decisions. And then, you know, you have, you, you know, you, you do know that they have this Zach Wilson army as uh, like uh, there's a certain percentage of the fan base that truly believes in Zach Wilson. And they say, well, the offensive line isn't protecting him. And they say, oh, yeah, you know, he, uh, he he was never given a fair shake. Well, how much do you guys need to see? No, he's terrible. He's he's all you have to do is be a competent quarterback. Okay, competent. Mark Sanchez, competent. Um, like uh, Trent Dilfer when he was competent, and he can't even be competent because he he sits back there. They gave him they, the the offensive line played played okay the other day. They weren't terrible. They played okay. Now the jet and but he sits back there and he's incompetent. He's just he he's lost. He doesn't. The guys are open. He doesn't throw it when he he. You can see him. He try. He holding himself back from throwing it. He's completely incompetent. He's. It's sad that they even keep running him out there. Now, I was I was screaming and yelling the other day. I was like, and I'm not even a Jets fan, but it's frustrating to watch. I mean, watching that game. I mean, God forbid you went to that game. It was hard enough on my couch watching it. Imagine sitting in the rain for three hours no. and in the parking lot for another two hours. Oh, forget no. it. I'd be killing forget somebody. It. I'd be pissed. Absolutely. If you play those clips again from Sunday, if you just just don't look at the throw, don't look at the, the, the offensive line, don't look at you know where the ball ended up, just look at his body language. Just, just look at Zach Wilson's body language here. He's playing – Literally scared. It's 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 so t- like scared, nerve wracking. Like like his confidence is just not there, and I kind of understand why. But it's like, buddy, you had two opportunities that game to win Jet fans back. You had two solid opportunities to drive down the field and really, really like okay, win this game, break the streak of you know the zero and fourteen and. Sports radios are talk good about you. Maybe you know they're going to start considering giving you a second chance in their minds. And then the Zach Wilson arm he's like, "Yeah, well, how did he look on that that touchdown drive? He was whatever he was. Uh, the the touchdown drive was, was the touchdown that was a drive regular NFL touchdown. drive, bro. They stopped them. They stopped them. So, there was a penalty in the end zone with the that flag, kept the drive right. going. So they right. stopped them. With the, with the, but even so, look at the, look at the stats of that drive, Bobby. That, that's an average NFL drive. Yeah, yeah. Was, and, that, and, it, and it was at the time of the game where New England's up two scores. It's the fourth quarter. They're, they're willing they're to trade yards. Back. Yeah, on. they're willing to trade yeah. yards for time. And, and, and that's what they did. So they'll, they'll let you march down the field, then we'll stop you in the red zone is what they say. And they stopped them, except the guy made an idiot, idiot play, throwing, them, throwing the receiver down in the end zone, and the Jets got the ball on the one-yard line and they punched it in. Uh, so that wasn't even a touchdown. And they'd be 0-4 or 0-3 if it wasn't for uh, the Bills turning the ball over like crazy and getting a punt return in, in overtime. They should be 0-3 because oh, yeah. they were down in that game too. I mean, it, it's a week, hopeless week thing. One, and I feel bad for the Jets fans. I do. Week, week one was more – people, some people hate like this kind of quote, but – the week one, the Jets didn't win that game. The Bills lost that game. Yeah, they did. They did. It was one of those things where, you know, two one of the picks with Josh Allen was like, dude, why are you even throwing that ball? Like, it was very odd. But 
you know, when it comes to this kid, Zach, it's, it's redundant at this point. It's the definition of insanity. You keep sending this kid out there. You know what he's going to do. You know that he's and he does the same thing. It's it's bad play after bad play after bad play, and then he'll throw one nice pass and like kind of reel you reel you back in. Yeah, but he doesn't reel you back. He never reels you back in. You never sit there and say like, "Oh, he." Me, me, no, me, no. But when I'm with you know Jets fans, like, "Oh yeah, what a pass!" Like, if you're getting this excited over a completed pass, that is the problem. Yeah, it's it's bad. It's that tells you all you need to know right there. It's the you. It's the it's. the Jets have everything on that team except the most important position in sports, and they have and they, all they need is a competent player at that position, and they have complete incompetence. And the coach is going to go down with the ship, and he's going to lose his job if That's he he's backing this guy. Because and now he might get saved, maybe because Rogers likes him, so maybe he gets saved. But he's not even going to get his year with Rogers because if they lose thirteen games this year, he's gone. You can't come. You can't bring him back. His record right now is twelve and twenty-five. You can't bring him back if he loses thirteen games this year. So he's no, gonna go down I, I with. Feel he, like, he's gonna go down with this no, quarterback. Yeah, that's you hit it right on the head because I actually just said that you know to my buddy. I was like, it's almost like he's a captain of the ship and he's going down with it. The, the ship is sinking. He said, "I'm not going to lifeboat. I'm going down with my ship." And I feel like he's doing that because of Joe Douglas. Joe Douglas and Rob obviously pick Zach Wilson at number two. And I understand and respect the fact that, you know, you want to give your number two pick each and every single opportunity you can. But what else do you got to see? You know what? Why don't you look at the 49ers? The 49ers picked their pick number one. Mr. Right. They saw, they saw he wasn't doing it. They dumped him. They got Brock Purdy. And now look at them. Now they're a Super Bowl contender. Yep. So they admitted their mistake. They dumped the player. They got Brock Purdy in there, who's serviceable. He's not a great quarterback. He's not Tom Brady. He makes him look good because he's got a great team around him. And and the Jets have a good team. Now their defense is, I think, a little overrated because they, they, never, they never get – that drop pick six against Dallas and they never get a turnover. They never get, they don't get to the quarterback enough, but still they have a good enough defense where they could win games with a serviceable quarterback and he's not serviceable. Now, what do you think about Joe Namath coming out and making all these, uh, these comments? No, I didn't take it positive. Anything out of positive. He's just, he's going crazy. So I don't know if he's drinking again or not, but he is, he's, he's, he wants him out. He's saying he's blaming the coaches now. Do you, do you still do you still listen? Do the Jets fans still listen to Namath? I'm not going to lie to you. I, I don't think he's drinking again. I think that he's just – I think that there's certain people like Greeny on sports radio, Joe Namath. Um, I think they, they, they're just accepting accept, – Yeah, Benigno, they're just accepting the fate. You can't keep giving this – you can't keep giving this kid excuses after excuse after excuses. You just can't – you just can't do it. And I – and Joe Namath was an advocate of Zach Wilson. He was like, loved him. Like you said, loved him, loved him. He was his number one fan. There comes a point where you're just like, all right, you know what? I'm done. Uh, I, I can't yeah, do this Yeah, I think that – <laughs> And a lot and, – and, and after – so I've been saying this since last year. But after Sunday, a – Large portion of Jet fans are really finally come to terms. Like, okay, listen, he's not the guy. But like you said, before United saw that you know Lance wasn't the guy, they got rid of him. The Jets yeah. are putting a bandaid on the, uh, the Jets are putting a bandaid on a gunshot wound. Like they don't oh, want to admit their mistake. They don't want to admit their exactly. mistake. Listen, it was a mistake. He screwed up. He stinks. Listen, 
He Joe stinks. Douglas, get him out. You 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 have last year. You drafted the offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year. You drafted Brees Hall. You made you know these moves to to get weapons this year, et cetera, et cetera. Just take the L with Zach Wilson, man. Just take it. Your your legacy is not going to be affected that bad. Just well, the problem is, the is a, a, a number two. But now, not everybody that does this gets lucky with a Brock Purdy. If you if you screw up a of number, course. if you screw up that pick, which the Jets did, if you screw up that pick, and they screwed it up twice because they screwed it up with Donald too. If you screw up a top five, top ten pick with a quarterback, you set your franchise back five, ten years. So it's hard to get over that, but still, you you have no choice. It's, only, it's not getting better. It's not getting better. We, we listen. It's it's not getting better. We we were here last year. We were here at the New England game last year when they lost on the, on the kick return on the punt return. We were here at the Jacksonville game last year when they lost when they needed to win, and now we're here again. And the season's not over yet. Listen, you're one and two. Okay, you have a decent team. If you get a decent quarterback in here, you could salvage the season, have a reasonable season, maybe contend for a playoff spot. But you can't just sit at the, at the podium and be like, oh, he's our guy, he's our guy, we're confident he's getting better. Exactly. When we're all watching the damn thing and we all see he's not getting better. No, that, that's that, that's exactly it. it. It's early now. And, and Rob Solid in the press conference said, you know, it's still early, it's still early, it's still early. Okay, it's going to well, get late. It's going to get late real fast, r- though. Rectify it while it's still early, brother. And then and, and, and I wrote down this quote that he said on uh, on Sunday. Um, you know, he was really getting badgered with, uh, you know, Zach Wilson questions. And, you know, the, def- uh, the defense looked great. This, that, that. He's like, well, you know, the defense's job is to not allow any points. No he's shit, a, Rob. Thanks. He's a defensive guy, but so I, I'm surprised he's even but, saying that. He said that, but I'm watching it. I said, yeah, well, your offense's job is to score points because if your defense allows zero points and then your offense doesn't score any points, you don't win. They just so got 12 points. You're not winning any NFL game with 12 points. He's the, but he, like, 10 points, whatever it is. Yeah, especially Sunday. He's defending Zach Wilson in such a weird way. It reminds me of how Rex defended Mark Sanchez and how – Bowles defended Dawn. Like, like, it's just, it's it's very odd. I, I, don't, I don't know what it is. It's extremely odd. It, really it is, is. It is. And you know what? It's early. Like you said, it's one and two. You're early. You can, it, this is rectifiable. But it's going to get late fast because you got Kansas City, you got Denver, and you got the Eagles. There's no way. There's no way you go into the quarter, into, into Kansas City with either uh, Zach Wilson or Trevor Simeon, who they, they brought in for a workout today, neither of them are going in there and beating Kansas City. Let's be let's be real, and they're not beating Philadelphia either. And Denver, Denver's on the road. Denver's a tough place to play. I know Miami just hung seventy on them, but you know you, you, this team can't score points. So because they also scored, what was the final like? It was like seventy to thirty, right? Jets don't put up thirty points, 20. 25, 20, 20. Jets still don't put up twenty points. <laughs> no. You'll never see that. But I highly doubt the Jets will uh, send out uh, a new starter on Sunday. That's a, it, it's, it's, a, it's a bad taste because if you send let, – let's just say they send out Trevor Simeon on Sunday and they lose, they get smoked, which they're going to anyway. But Yeah, yeah. Now it's like you, you, you take away that extra hope from the Jet fans of, of hey, maybe, you know, well – Get a guy and he'll make a move. And Zach Wilson's going to start on Sunday. Yeah, which is which being, well, he is now. He's being thrown to the wolves. He's being There's thrown to the time. wolves on Sunday. He's not enough time. Even he came they, in they for have, workout they, they, today. He's not enough time. They can have all the time in the world, Bobby. 
They could have yeah, all the time like, in the world. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it could be a bye week, and they don't, they're not playing Kansas City until next week. Zach Wilson is starting against Kansas City because they're not going to take that faith that that them getting a new starter right now is like grabbing the last branch before you hit the ground. You know, it, it, it's 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 disgusting. And I have a guy. I know who can turn this team around. I, who? I, Kirk, Kirk Cousins was thrown around the other day. Yeah, but they're not going to trade Kirk Cousins. They're not going to trade Kirk Cousins. I agree with you. I, Kirk, I Kirk Cousins would be the perfect, perfect guy. They're not going to trade Kirk it, Cousins. It would, he would be the perfect guy because this, he's in the second year of his uh, – he's in the last year of his last contract. Year. Next so year it's a rental. So – he would be the perfect guy because okay, here you are. You know, you sign a decent, you know, decent quarterback. Good quarterback. Good quarterback. Top ten. God, yeah, good, good, good quarterback. You don't know if Rogers is going to be ready to go next year. That's still a mystery. Like the guys, he's talking about coming old. back this year. <laughs> and that's another thing that I wrote down here. This whole thing with I'm going on ESPN and seeing quotes from Aaron Rodgers on. Uh, Pat McAfee show. Yeah, why are we even paying attention to this, dude? You were a Jets for four, you 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 were a Jet for four seconds. Oh, uh, like why why is he even being interviewed? Why? Well, yeah, because it was right after, and and he goes on Pat McAfee every week. Yeah, that's his boy. That's that, that's how Pat McAfee got yeah. his name basically out there. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And, but but Rogers did everything right. I thought he was gonna come here and be a weirdo because he's weird. Rodgers is weird with his vaccine and with everything. He's weirdo. So now he came here. He did everything right. For, for months, he was at the Knicks for playoff games. He was at the Rangers playoff games. He was saying the right things. He, the, 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 the Lombardi trophy looks lonely. Everything right. And then for it to happen like that. And now, you're right. Listen, they're not beating Kansas City. They're, 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 they're not beating the Eagles either. So you, get, you win that one game. Let's say they beat Denver. So now you're what? Two and, two and four. Two and four still not dead. But Trevor Simeon's not the answer. He's not. He's not. A, I don't think he's a. I mean, he's better than Zach Wilson. But you know, me or you could be better than Zach Wilson. At this point, I would give him my best shot just just to for my mental health with this team. But I heard rumblings about uh, Justin Fields today, and I said, yeah, we are with the Bears. Right? Are they going to get rid of the Bears? Are even the Bears? Are, somehow, not. there's a team worse in in worse shape than the Jets, and it's the Bears. Yeah. Uh, they are, but you know it. It has to do, with, with Justin Fields. It has to do something with the coaching because last year, towards the end of the year, he was like the number one fantasy quarterback. Guy was running all over the place. He was r- rushing in three touchdowns, throwing two touchdowns, doing great. Now the guy is out there. He's lost. It's almost like they're trying to change his game. Yeah, you've and, seen it from and, him before. Yeah, yeah. Last year. Yeah, Zach Wilson. You saw one game, right? One game. He played one good game somewhere in there. I think uh, okay. to Jacksonville or something in Jacksonville, right? I think he played one good game. But but this is the number two pick. This is the this is the biggest. This is the, oh, the worst pick. This is the worst pick since Jamarcus Russell. This is the worst quarterback since Jamarcus Russell. Ryan Leaf. It's it's same thing. Ryan Leaf, Jamarcus. It's the same thing. They're both number one picks. Ryan Leaf was a drug addict though, so that's a little different. But yeah, he was I think just. I'd rather, I think I'd rather that that Zach Wilson be a drug addict than actually. Well, yeah, you know, instead the Jets fans <laughs> would be two drug addicts. Literally, but I, Bobby, the guy that can save this team this year, and I don't even understand how they haven't called him yet. Is a gentleman named Nick Foles. 
Yeah, yeah, I get it. I, I, you know, you know, Nick Foles is sort, sort, definitely serviceable, but he's older now, right? He's thirty-four. You think he's old? Old? He's thirty-four years old, man. Okay, th- thirty-four, 34. Years old. Uh, Okay, but he hasn't played. When, when was the last time he played? Did he play last year? I think he was a backup last year. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what he is. He's a backup. His, his claim to fame is going to the Super Bowl with the Eagles as a backup. Correct. And so that team had half the talent that the Jets have this year. And he he took he, he finished the season with them and won a Super Bowl. Beat Tom Brady at that. Yeah, beat Tom. Yeah, I guess why beat not? Tom Brady. I mean, listen, it's, well, it's better than yeah, it's better. What, what about Mike? Would you have would you have won? Because Mike White went into the he he got into the Dolphins game the other day, and he threw yeah, he threw a touchdown. Right. What, what are you were were you a Mike White believer? I was a Mike I, I was a Mike White guy. Uh, not not to the extent that he's you know the moron Jeff and. No, but you were rooting, had, we were all rooting for him because you had a great story. You had to root for him. My thing was that he just seems like one of those guys that is just always going to get hurt. Always going to get hurt. The game, it was uh, his first year with the Jets. Uh, I think it was against the Colts. He comes in to save the day, and then it was something. He hit his hand on someone's helmet, and then it was like uh, – That's exactly what it was. Arm. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and then, I mean, listen. Okay, but he had that great game. He threw like 400 yards, right? Three, four touchdowns he's out of nowhere. He beat the Bengals, man. Yeah, that, and the Jets were like 14-and-a-half-point underdogs that game. Yeah, yeah. That, and that game it, was wild. And what annoyed me about the Jets fans is the ones that were because now it was never it was never a possibility. He was never going. I'm surprised he even came out and said and said I'm not doing it. Was Tom Brady? Why don't we go kick the tires with Tom Brady? And I said just just as me as a I said as a Jets fan, do you even if he came in and won the Super Bowl, do you really want your Super Bowl your savior to be Tom Brady? Yeah, I couldn't live with that as a Jets fan. I couldn't live with that as a Jets fan. You don't want that. You don't want that at all. That that's that's For something me, that as a Jets fan, you take it. I hate I hate Tom Brady, but I respect him. Well, you have to. You have to. I, I I respect him, and but the fact that you even entertain that, it's like God. That oh man, that that I'm would surprise even answered. Like, he even came yeah. out and said, "Yeah, I, I I if I was a Jets fan, I wouldn't want that. Like I don't want for the I don't want." Chipper Jones to come to the Mets in 2003 and all of a sudden just rip it up and win the World Series for the Mets. I don't want that. I hate Chipper Jones. I like to hate Chipper Jones. You like to hate Tom Brady. Exactly. Exactly. You live to hate him. It's it's a part of being. It's a part of your fan base is to hate certain. Yeah, it's part of your being. It's just it's it's part of being whatever fan of a team you are. Every you know. And what do you do when? What do you do I'm when you get good. to the playoffs? What do you do when you get to the playoffs? And Rogers says, "I'm good." And Brady's like, "Well, I got us here." That's a problem. That even you're good. Well, <laughs> I'm good too, and you could have a seat right there. That's what Tom Brady. Well, hey, listen, listen. You, you, you were talking about Zach Wilson. You would take a Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers quarterback controversy any day of the week as a Jets fan. <laughs> oh my God! Are you kidding me? I yeah. haven't seen the quarterback for, since Ryan Fitzpatrick. Tom Brady be banging Zach Wilson's mom. He's like, I'm banging your mom, kid. Sit down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, wow. Man. Now, what, what do you think? What do you, okay, so we've established they're not beating Kansas City either way, right? So now do you, is, this, is this thing just going just gonna to nosedive and, 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 and go? Are you going to win three, four games? Or do you see them 
getting somebody in here. Nick Foles, Kirk Cousins. I don't think they're going to trade Kirk Cousins because when was the last time you saw an 0-3 an team that was in the playoffs last year? Now, 0-3, you don't make the playoffs. So you're basically out. But trade their quarterback, their, fran- their franchise quarterback, and give up completely on the season? Or do you want to see the Jets maybe tank it real bad? Maybe, just maybe, finish worse than Arizona, who who beat the Cowboys and get that number one pick and get the kid the, the kid quarterback the, and then he sits for a year or two behind Rodgers and then takes over. I mean, is that, is that even in the conversation now? It is, but if you look at the Jets schedule, I think it's the first nine or ten weeks. Like it's ridiculous. If you go down with so you got the Chiefs. You got the Broncos, Eagles, then you got the bye. Giant game is always going to be a tough game just because yeah. of the, you know, the rivalry and the emotion behind that. Then you got the Chargers. I think that Herbert's the most overrated quarterback in the NFL right now. But you no, know, no, really? Oh, no, yo, no, you're, you're dead wrong. Herbert's a great quarterback. I love Herbert. No, I think you're wrong. Nah. Really? You think he, he's don't, he doesn't have me? He doesn't I mean, have the coaching soul, in man. that game, the coaching in that game the other day was atrocious. The fact that they tried to of go course. for it on their own 15 yard line. It, it, up four points or whatever it was, it was outrageous. Yeah. I that I would if I was the owner and they let Kirk Cousins stuck it in the end zone instead of throwing the pick because it was just as bad right. with the time management on the other end. If he would have stuck it in the end zone, I'd go down to the owner and I'd fire the coach right there because you can't you can't go yeah. for it. What are you doing? What are you doing? Punt the ball away. It's, it's it, I, for, at that moment I was glad. To, I, I said to myself, okay, I'm glad it's not just us. I I'm glad it's not it. just the, <laughs> I'm glad it's not just the Jets coaches that just make these most ridiculous decisions. But Kirk Cousins is not coming here because he has a no trade clause in his contract. He already used the Jets' leverage when he first went to the Vikings to begin with, if you if you remember that. Yeah, okay. He was yeah, yeah, the, yeah. He was, yeah. Oh, yeah, he was coming he was to the Jets the, and then yeah. He he, he pumped fake as if he was going to the Jets and then the Vikings jumped out the window with his contract. The only two two games I see right here and on these games here that the Jets could win right now, and they probably still wouldn't, is Denver and, and the Raiders. We're not. I mean, maybe they beat the Giants. Maybe they beat the Giants. Well, because Carr might be out, right? I don't. I haven't heard what happened. With yeah, Schultz. Carr might be out, but we we always have a tough time with Denver anyway for whatever reason. It's weird. But yeah, it's it's crazy. So what do you think? You said you think? The, the Giants. Well, I mean, I guess they could beat the Giants. Listen, the Giants aren't very good either. No, you know, I mean, I mean they're better they, right now. They might be—they're not a better team. The Jets are a better team than the Giants. On paper, but, yes. Yeah, well, they're a better team. They have a better defense. They have better receivers. They have better running back. They have—they have everything's better. But the quarterback right. will sink you. And our quarterbacks have nothing, nothing to write home about either. I'm not—I'm not a Daniel Jones. You know, I'm not praying at the altar of Daniel Jones either because I think—I think the Giants overachieved last year. Absolutely. Saquon was a big part of it, but I'll tell you this right now. You put Daniel Jones on the Jets today, they're making the playoffs. Uh, yeah, maybe, yeah, right yeah, yeah, probably. Probably. They're, yeah, they're, they're making right, the they're playoffs. Probably. And Not- back, just backtracking quick, um, as far as their defense, I agree the defense is overrated. However, I will say, as of now, so far, they are better than last year because last year – the defense was very good. However, in big moments, they always shit the bed. Yeah, and they got those two big example. stops. Those were big stops this week. One example from last year is it was against uh, Detroit. Fourth and three. 
Detroit goes for it in the fourth quarter. The Jets let up a seven-yard pass, I think it was, to the tight end, I forgot his name, on Detroit, and he took it 54 yards for a touchdown. It was a lot of big moments like that where they just they just didn't get the job done. And so far, you know, I mean, outside of the Dallas game, in big moments where, you know, they're trying to keep themselves in the game, they, they've shown up this year. They really have. It's, it was good. Yeah, they get off the field on third down when they have to, but then, they, then they're mm-hmm. back on the field three plays later. And that's and what kills them. They're going to start to get pissed. They, yeah, this, this guy, this is what I want to say. I'm sorry. The guy, Makai uh, Beckett, Jesus Christ, they, they got to send this guy somewhere. Just put him on a, in a car and just tell him to keep driving. <laughs> I, I don't understand, like, the size of that guy and the strength behind And he's just letting guys blow right past. I, I honestly think he's too big for the position, if that makes any sense. I mean, you got good. This defense reminds me a lot of the defense with the Sanchez teams, with the Rex teams. You know, you had you had uh, you had the good the great corner. You had um, you had you had good pass rush. You had a good defensive coordinator that would that, and and the Jets don't blitz. I mean, they're not blitzing either. Like like the Giant, I have a problem with the Giants. The Giants don't blitz. Last year, the the way the Giants won games is that is Wink would blitz would blitz, and he would he would time it perfectly in brilliant situations, and he would blitz, and he would and he would get to the quarterback. Now they're not doing it, and and they get picked apart because they have two corners that are rookies. And and that's a tough position to be a rookie. Like, like now you're leaving them one on one. Yeah, they're on an island out there by themselves. They're going to get burned a couple times. And, and that time period, to... we had we had uh, Antonio Cromartie too, brother. We, we yeah, had yeah, Revis yeah. Cromartie. Yeah, Revis. We yeah. had a, and Jim Jim Leonard as I say. We we had Bart Scott. I love Bart Scott. Uh, yeah. Harris. We had we we had some we had some some real guys. And Bart Scott said it himself. If that caliber of, of of team was was in the Jet locker room today, especially after the press conference of Zach Wilson last year, Zach Wilson would have got beat up in that locker room. Yeah, when he said when he said, "Did, he, did you think it was your fault?" He's like, "No." <laughs> he's like, "No." Nah. He's, he, he's like, "No, nah, no." Nah. Oh, did you let the defense down? Did you let the defense down? He's like, "No." Yeah. Like, didn't move the ball. Like, nah, didn't move the ball. Nah. Oh, the Jets like, bro, are terrible. You had seventy-seven yards, my friend. Like. Where where are you winning with this? I, the Jets are unbelievable. It's it, it was so classic, that I mean, I I was laughing. I was like, I couldn't believe it because I root for the Jets. It's like Jets fans don't root for the Giants because we're the big brother. Just like I I hate the Yankees. Yankees fans don't hate I, the Mets. I, I, you don't yeah. hate the Mets, right? Mm-hmm. You, we can, why? Because you, we're not a threat. We never mm-hmm. win anything. Of course, <laughs> it's the same thing with the Jets. I root for the Jets. I'm a Giants fan. I root for the Jets. I was I was pulling for it. I was excited to watch Rodgers this year. I was excited to see it, and. Mm-hmm. Right there, four play, four plays. It's so classic, Jets, and I feel for you, brother. I feel for you, and I have to run because I do have somebody else coming on. But all right, brother. But listen, hey, listen, stay safe. Great talking, Jets, and I'm going to remember those Giants fans were rooting for you. And and you let me know when you want to come on, and you come on. We'll, we'll get another. I'm going to get a Jet guy, a Jet. You know who I'm trying to get? I'm trying to get Bob with shoes in. So if I get oh Bob with shoes in, I'll get you. Come on, hey, I'm, I'm working on it, bro. I'm working on it. Say no more. <laughs> Absolutely, right. Bobby. It's a pleasure, man. Be safe. My man, man. You too. Be safe, brother. Hell of a job. Hell of a job. How about that? The, Carlos Sanchez. There he is, everybody. Um, stay safe, buddy. We love you. Um, Jet, Jets fan. Listen, he's he's as depressed as anybody. You got to be. How can you not be watching this? And how can you sit there and not want to just grab the coach and shake him and go, what the hell are you looking at? Don't lie to us. Don't, don't, don't 
Don't insult our intelligence by telling us he's getting better. It's getting better. You just can't see it. He's our unquestioned quarterback, guys. He's not the reason why we lost last uh, yesterday. He is the reason you lost yesterday. His preparation is garbage. His nothing is showing. Robert Sala is going to lose his job, and he's going to go down with the ship, and he's going to lose his chance at a championship with Aaron Rodgers next year. Maybe Rodgers saves him because I know Rodgers likes him. I've heard that, but and maybe Rodgers could save him. But they lose 12, 13, 14 games this year. He is out. And right now, statements like that, when we all know it's not true. We all have seen it now for two years. You blew the pick. Just own up to it. You're not fooling anybody. Trevor Simeon, better than Wilson. That's all I got to say about Trevor Simeon. Right? I got nothing to say about Trevor Simeon. He's not a good, he's not a good quarterback. He's not taking you anywhere. He might win a game. You know, he might be able to beat the Broncos, who just got 70 hung on them. So you never know. So that's going to do it for us here today. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Brett will be back with me this weekend. Uh, Brett's another one. Listen, Brett's, Brett's going to have to be talked off a ledge as well. All these Jets fans. I mean, uh, the, the, the worst is that the Brett and a lot of them are Mets fans too. But listen, keep an eye on that Texas-Seattle series this weekend. Okay, we're going to talk to you about this weekend too, but keep an eye on that. That's going to be wild stuff. I'd love to see the, the Reds somehow backdoor it in. Uh, the, um, the Marlins, I'm in an impasse. I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing the Marlins. The Rays are, are going to be in there. It gets good now. This is when baseball shines. So enjoy the games, everybody. Enjoy the winding down of the baseball season. Uh, we didn't get to Coach Prime. They got blown out. There's not much to say about that. Listen, right? right? They got blown out by a better team. Colorado wasn't going to go undefeated. We all picked them because we all, right here, we were with Coach Prime. And we were rooting for Coach Prime. So that does it for me. Thank you for watching, everybody. Thank you to Mark Mancini. Thank you to Officer Carlos Sanchez. Thank you for you for listening to us and watching us. Don't forget to give us a review. Rate us. Subscribe. Tell a friend. Spread the word, everybody. I'll talk to you this weekend. See ya. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to let everyone know by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or on our website at LockedUpSports.net. Remember, you can also find us on your favorite social media site, on Twitter at LockedUpSports, on the gram at Locked underscore up underscore sports. Join our Facebook group, Locked Up Sports, or on TikTok at LockedUpSportsShow. Now you can catch all the latest from Locked Up Sports anytime. Thanks for listening.